Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 26. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering men and women worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, you're going to learn about easy, quick cash for the not-so-tech savvy person. (laughs) So if you're not very tech savvy, this is going to be the episode you'll listen to for quick cash. What you're going to learn are easy ways to get cash, simple talents for big bucks, and things to do without a computer to make money. So on the last episode, we were talking about ways to make money if you are tech savvy. On this episode, we're going to talk about what to do if you're not tech savvy. These are the low tech, fast cash ideas for you. So some of this is interesting. Some of this is pretty old fashioned. I just, you know, sort of randomly put down some ideas for you. These, some of these may be outlandish. Some of these may be crazy. Some of these may actually work if you're in need of some quick cash. So it's just a, a, a list of ideas. Maybe it'll inspire you for something else. Or <clears throat> in fact, maybe this will be something that you might want to do. So I'm always, it's always fun to talk about making money, no matter what kind of money we're talking about, whether we're talking about investing or business or even quick cash methods. So we cover it all. So the first thing I want to talk about is what I used to do as a child. What I used to do as a child when I needed money is I would offer to pull weeds for my father and he would pay me per bag full of weeds that I gathered. I'd use a little um, brown shopping bag from the grocery store and um, he would pay me for filling those bags full of weeds. So, you know, nobody likes to pull weeds themselves and especially if there's like maybe a rental house in your neighborhood that the weeds have gotten tall and no one's really tending to it, you could, I mean, maybe it's a foreclosure, the bank might want you to pull the weeds. Uh, The owner might be long distance and might not realize that it's in such bad shape. Um, But you can contact the owner and uh, send them a little little note in the mail um, and offer to pull their weeds. So pulling weeds is a tried and true method that works for a lot of people. Of course, house cleaning is another idea that's a very tried and true method because very few people like to clean their own house. So you could uh, put some flyers out, just print up some flyers, put them on doors in uh, some nice neighborhoods and see if people are open to having you do some house cleaning. Uh, Also, window washing is another one that people don't really like to do themselves and will happily pay for. Now, if you're going to be the luxury brand like I teach and you're going to charge more, you need to go to the nice neighborhoods where the people are who can afford it, where the affluent are. You can charge higher rates there. And it also makes you look like you're a better 
worker. If you're too cheap, people will think you're, you know, they'll be suspicious. They'll think you're not charging enough because you're not good or you're casing their house or something. So you need to make sure you charge enough. Um, you can check around in the newspaper, see what other people charge for window washing, uh, things like that. But I would uh, definitely choose an affluent neighborhood. People are too busy to do their own window washing. They will happily pay someone else to do it. You can also offer to take bottles to the recycle. Now, not everybody has a recycling program. And if you know that there are certain neighborhoods that don't participate in a recycling program, sometimes they are conscientious and are green, but they don't want to hassle with going to the recycling center. Personally, it's not one of my favorite things to do, so I actually do um, have someone else do this for me. But uh, you can definitely offer to take people's recycling to the recycling center. They'll feel better that they're doing something right for the environment and you can make the cash or share it with them. You can also offer to haul junk. This is uh, oftentimes people need to make a run to the dump and they don't have a truck. You can either borrow a truck, rent a truck, or if you own a truck, you can put it to work by offering to haul people's junk to the dump. And this is good for people who've just moved into the neighborhood because they're going through a lot of boxes, they're getting rid of things. It's good for people that are having garage sales because after the garage sale is over, they may send a bunch of stuff to the dump and then the rest they might donate to charity. They might have Goodwill or somebody come and pick it up from their home, whatever hasn't sold. So uh, you can look for those cues to see if someone might need their junk hauled away. You can also offer the tried and true method of babysitting. So this is better, again, in affluent neighborhoods where you can charge more, but uh, if you can find a nice neighborhood and offer some babysitting, maybe on a flyer, uh, certainly Craigslist is a great pla place to post a lot of these things too, besides putting out old fashioned flyers. Um, Craigslist is just a free service. Of course, you would need a computer for that, but it is a free service that you can go by your city and post your services uh, that you're able to do. So um, that does require a computer, but if you have one, have access to one, you could use that. That doesn't take a lot of savvy to figure out Craigslist, that's for sure. Another thing you could do is you can sell some old jewelry. You can, you know, sell jewelry to the gold stores that are buying gold. It's not something I would recommend as your first choice to make money, but because I believe that gold and silver will be increasing in the future. So if you can hang on to it, if there's any way you can put that off, you might get more for it in a year or two. But uh, it is something that if you're in need of something, you can take some old jewelry, outdated jewelry, broken jewelry, odds and ends, and take it in and uh, be paid for the gold and, um, and the, the parts of the jewelry. If, when I was in college, a lot of very poor college students used to go and give blood and sell their plasma to, which is kind of gross, I know, to uh, be talking about this, but it is possible. You can sell your plasma. I understand you can make about $35 for doing it, and you can do it up to two times a week. And they take your blood out, and they separate out the plasma and put the blood back into you. 
is how it was explained to me. So about $35, you can do that two times a week. Uh, you can also turn in some coins. If you have coins in a jar or a bank of some sort at home, then go to the bank and get the rolls and roll the coins yourself. Don't go to Coinstar and pay a commission to them. Do a little roll in the coin, or better yet, have your kids or grandkids roll up the coins. They love to do it. They'll do it for free. And uh, then bring the rolls of coins into the bank. You'll be surprised. Sometimes you've got a couple hundred dollars sitting around in coins that you really didn't realize you had. Of course, you always want to look through those coins and make sure there aren't any old coins that are silver that are in that roll. So coins back in the 60s um, and earlier would be uh, silver, and you can look on the side of the coin if it doesn't have the copper on the side of the quarter or the dime, then you likely have a silver dollar or dime. So hang on to those. Those are collectible and worth more just for their scrap metal. But um, your other coins, uh, I think it's after 1964, your other coins can be um, taken to the bank and cashed in. Another thing you could do, of course, is a garage sale. I've done many garage sales in my life, and garage sales are really fun. The key is to price everything because people always want to know what the price is, and I've tried different things where if I didn't have the price, uh, you know, and tried to negotiate each item, it just it didn't go over well. So uh, you can use colored stickers, though, and then have a board that shows, you know, the red sticker is a dollar, the yellow sticker is 50 cents or whatever, and then that helps you price things a lot faster using the color-coded system. So you can do that, uh, and that will be fine, but you've got to have everything priced. That's really important to do, and have lots of change available for people who have a $20 bill and don't have change, and they only buy $2 full of stuff. You need change. So you need lots of ones, and you need to do a little marketing, um, post it in Craigslist, put uh, some signs down the street, and drive your traffic to your garage sale. I've actually made several thousand dollars in a weekend, just like on a Saturday, Sunday garage sale, um, a couple times, and it's really not hard, not that much effort, and people really are paying you to haul away stuff you don't want anymore, so it's really kind of a cool thing. <laughs> you get paid for your junk that you don't want, so... Um, Anyway, you just have to not be too attached to it and try, you know, realize you're not going to get top dollar. So if it's something nicer that needs to be at a consignment shop, then take that to a consignment shop. But if it's something that, um, you know, if you don't sell it, you're probably going to give it away to Goodwill, then that would probably be a garage sale item. So a nice garage sale can bring in lots of cash. And you can also offer to do garage sales for other people. You know, that is a tremendous business because a lot of people would love to get rid of stuff, but they really don't want to do it themselves. So if you like garage sales and you're handy at them, um, you can, you know, have people sticker their stuff a different color and um, then keep track of their stickers that sold and how much sold for them, and then you negotiate half of whatever you sell is yours. So that's a good um, that's a good way to kind of negotiate a garage sale. If you you know if you really like garage sales, you find them to be fun and 
that's something that you enjoy, then, you know, I always say, you gotta enjoy what you're doing. So, you know, if you hate garage sales, then don't choose that one. But if you really like them, then hey, go for it, you know, then that's the thing that you should pursue and have fun with and make sure you're having a good time. That's always really important. All right, another idea if you're not tech savvy is to maybe do some sort of a temp job. You could um, get a temp job, be a, um, a front desk, you know, greeter, a uh, receptionist, a, you know, whatever. You can be um, all kinds of different jobs they have available and match your skill set and you can do some different temporary jobs. So you could contact a temporary agency and just look them up in even a phone book or online. But if you don't have a computer, you can look them up in the old phone book and you can uh, do a contact a temporary agency to get a temporary job. And lastly, you could consider renting out a room in your home. Now, of course, you want to be really careful with who you take in and do a background check, but this is something that um, people have done, particularly young people have done, and it's been very helpful to them because you get a pretty healthy amount of rent each month, and you can put that toward paying off debt that you might have, help you get out of debt sooner. You can obviously use it as extra income. You can help save for college for that. There's a lot of different things you can do, but many people have a spare bedroom that's a guest room and it's really not used, maybe once a year, if that. Uh, and you can turn that into a room that you rent out and take in a roommate. So just a thought, doesn't work for everybody, but for some people you could rent a basement that you don't really use, or you can rent a spare room you don't really use and that can bring in quite a lot of extra income if you're really in need. So there you go. There are our ideas for easy, quick cash for the not so tech savvy person. And your action step today is to write in your wealth journal your own ideas for quick cash. So what came up for you? Were any of those something you might do? Or did you think of something else? Because, you know, some great businesses are born through these simple ideas. I mean, I mentioned Coinstar to not use for your coins, but that's become a multi-million dollar business and publicly traded, you know, a publicly traded stock because of their success. And it simply, you know, they put these little, little machines in grocery stores and then you dump your coins in and it gives you bills for your coins and it takes a percentage of it. Well, you know, they've become a multi-million dollar business. So that could be something that started out, someone did it part-time or someone, you know, thought about it as a part-time business or was gathering up people's spare change. And then it became a multi-million dollar publicly traded company uh, and business. And so, you know, these things start out as little ideas, but don't Take them as little ideas because they can always actually turn into very big ideas. The classic example I like to use is Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields cookies, she simply baked chocolate chip cookies. And most of us have made chocolate chip cookies from scratch. So her talent wasn't necessarily any greater than our talent. But what she did was she took it to a big level. She thought bigger. She took it to the level of being able to make a franchise out of it and multiply herself and her talents, her recipes, and add on other recipes. 
uh, go public, get funding, financing, and just applied some bigger business to a simple making of a cookie. So, you know, I mean, yes, you could sell cookies in your neighborhood too. You could make homemade cookies for people and deliver them on a regular basis because people love them but don't have time to make them. Things like that. But those kinds of ideas don't, you know, don't belittle it because you can see how they can turn into a multi-million dollar corporation. It's been done. So, um, in fact, I think hauling junk away is another up and coming uh, big business that's happening right now is, is people are paying people to haul their junk away. So, again, that's becoming a big company. So it, there's lots of things that start out small. People do things they need when they're in a crunch for cash, but it also has the possibility, if you think big and you apply business skills to it, it also has the possibility to make you a multimillionaire because some of these things have done that for people. So just a thought, just you know, another sort of mind bender to open your, your mind and to always be thinking positively and to think outside the box. That's really what it's all about. So what you learned on today's show is easy ways to get cash, simple talents for big bucks, and things to do without a computer to make money. I want to thank everybody for your reviews that you've been leaving for the show. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. If you like the show, please go to ratings and reviews, which is to the right of my photo on the computer. And, uh, and if you rate and rank the show, send us an email. Let us know you did. We'll send you the audio secrets of billionaires. It's a 20-minute audio I recorded. I know you'll like it. And it's yours free for our, saying, our way of saying thank you for a review and a rating for the show. That really means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. I'm inspired by the ratings and reviews. And I also uh, really appreciate it because it helps get us more visibility. It helps get the show's ranking higher and more people can see the show, which means more people worldwide will have financial freedom. I hope that's my vision someday. So if you're eager to start on the first steps to wealth, which is your wealthy mindset, go over to my website, bewealthyandsmart.com and sign up for 21 days to a wealthy mindset, which are daily emails with videos, audios, and information to help you change your thinking from lack to wealth in 21 days. How you think is the foundation for everything else we're doing. So get started now by removing your limiting beliefs. That's bewealthyandsmart.com. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.